everybody. Any chance you might know what time it is? That's a trick question, because we all know it's time once again for the long shot come hell or high water. Tonight's episode is entitled, The Owls Washed the Kitchen Floor. That's right, tonight's episode is entitled, The Owls Washed the Kitchen Floor. I hope there's a reason for that. Anyway, it's time to introduce the host of tonight's episode. You know her, you love her, you're not her. Give it up for Amber McKinney! Hello! Good morning! Good day! Good afternoon! (laughs) Good evening! Buenas noches! Good night! Welcome to the Longshot Podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. Over to your host, Sean Conroy. Or am that I was, that, Yeah, no, that no, it's fine. It's fine. But you know, I, I you know, I like that you said Buenos Noches. That's like a switch, you know, that's like something Thank different. You. It's nice to mix it's it up. It's nice to do something different every once in a while. Yeah, I didn't get the script. So um I told my assistant to send it to you. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of Duolingo, so that's where that Buenas Noches comes from. (laughs) (laughs) What language are you doing Duolingo in? Spanish. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) I took a picture of it. This is, this, um, it it made me laugh really hard because normally the sentences they have you translate are like quasi normal or like something Like things you you would actually use? Yeah. Not like high school Spanish where it's all like. (laughs) Where is the library? And well, it is a, it it is a lot of that, but what? But that's still. This like a is my watch. Um, yeah. So this is the sentence they had me translate, and I was like, "Is this right?" But it was right. It's um, the owls washed the kitchen floor. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I love that because clearly whoever is making you do that is somebody who works in animation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and about as you Cinderella. Know, I work in animation as well. So, so. do I. We can't get yeah. away. It's the only. That's right. You do. It's the only industry left. <laughs> Thank you, pandemic. Um. um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's fucking do this. We're doing the long shot. Joe is on assignment. Jamie is not even on assignment. Just shirking his duty no. to the long shot. Uh, so in that sense, Joe holds the moral high ground. Jamie does not. Uh, and I hope that that leads to controversy between them and people taking sides and eventually battle uh, to the death. That would be nice. nice. (laughs) A man can dream. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? I would like to be involved in the choice of weapons. If that were the case. Um, I've what been watching, well, that's, I, I think that's a great question. No, no, no. Like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's figure out what we would choose. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying that because I have been rewatching for at least the second time, possibly the third time. I'm guessing it might be the third time, a show called Spartacus on mm-hmm. stars. That's like insane channel that you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, I have to figure out how to get rid of it because otherwise they're going to start charging me for it. So it's like one of those things where ah, I got it for get free, you. you know? Um, right. And then you forget and they're like, yeah, well, it started being $79.99 every five two, minutes, two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Um, so you owe $7,000. Like that is what's going to happen. I already I know. know that that's what's going to happen. But anyway, Spartacus obviously is about the famous Roman slave who led a rebellion against slavery. Um, and there's a whole, a lot of it is like, well, I have so many things about this. First of all, it is insane to be watching it again. Like there's no reason for that, but I did see something over the course of the, of the pandemic. Maybe it was in the Atlantic or something. And it was about why people watch the same TV shows or read the same books during difficult times. And it's like, your you brain can't some, process anything. Yeah, you get some comfort from the familiarity of it. Um, so I apparently get comfort from the familiarity of, of Roman slavery. Uh, but the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> back when men were men and women were women and all of them were slaves. Um, but there's a, a lot of it is based in like Spartacus was a real guy, and some of the other characters on the show are real, you know, based on real people, have the names of the real people that were involved with him. So every time I watch an episode and there's something weird that happens, I you always Google, like, did yeah, that I look it up. I'm like, is yeah. this a real thing? Right. So there's a whole sequence. And obviously Spartacus was a gladiator. That was his job as a slave was to fight other gladiator slaves. It's so insane. It's crazy. And it lasted for almost a thousand years in Rome that that was a thing they did. Uh, That's a long time. It's, it's more than a lifetime. Uh, so there's a, there's a whole sequence in, uh, in a number of episodes where whatever they, the, the, you know, the gladiators that aren't doing the right, that aren't working out in, in the arena, in the Coliseum, the the uh because everything is about gambling too the owner of the slave takes him into the pits and they have fights in the pits and the pits are mm. different because anything goes in the pits and it's mm. like it's it's just savagery you know it's like roman orgy meets uh uh depraved people meets underground meets crazy outfits death match meets like literally in the first I think it's the first fight in the pits. His opponent, Spartacus, ends up in there. And his opponent is a guy who, when he kills people, he cuts their faces off and wears them for his next match. <laughs> so anyway, I Googled That's the where they pits. came up with the idea for that John Travolta Nick Cage movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But yeah, but yeah. sure. Uh, but it... I, 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 the pits was not a real thing. Like I, 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 I okay. looked it up and I was like, is that, is, did they're they like, this isn't that? brutal enough. Yeah, we exactly. need to top it somehow. How can we go farther with this? And it, it, the thing I read, I think the thing I read on Google basically said, it's not real, but it seems like it could have happened. Right. Why like not? we don't know it didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. People were bad. <laughs> and, and, and you do feel like, you know, there is an element of like gambling and like, oh, if people are fighting to the death and that's just an accepted part of life and, and people that's entertainment, are, like, 
then why wouldn't there be a place where people would be like, we're not going to do it in the big arena. We're just going to do it in this little mm. pit. So For come on VIPs. by. But anyway, one of the big moments in the pit fights is that there's a guy who's like, you know, there's always that guy who's like, okay, we have this guy and this guy and they're going to fight to the death. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Michael buffer of the pits. Uh, And right before they start fighting, he has somebody bring out a tub of stuff. And it literally is like a tub with like little, I don't, I don't even know what they're reading from, but they have to, each of the gladiators has to, or the people fighting has to reach in and pull out. And that tells them what weapons they're going to get for that particular fight. Oh, it's like an improv game. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They were, they were short form, but you know. (laughs) Right. It's still improv. Some of them very short form. You know, they would have, they would have liked to have been a longer form, but, uh, but anyway, I think we should do that for Jamie and mm. Joe where randomize like, it. Here's Joe, here's Jamie, what you know, what weapons do they get? And I right. wish I I wish I knew the names of some cuz there are very specific weapons that various gladiators I think there were seven classes of gladiators and each of them had a different set of like armor and weapons. And so these guys in the pit are like using some of that, but then there's guys who get just like a glove with spikes on it uh, and that's their only weapon for the so i would give that to joe the glove with spikes on it okay and maybe give jamie i don't know what would you give jamie is it a mace the thing on a stick you're talking about like there's two like a, versions like a spiky, spiky ball on a stick right because there's two versions of that one uh-huh. is the one where there's just the spiky ball at the end of the stick but then there's another one on where a there's chain. a stick and a chain. That's on a what spike. I meant. Yes. I believe I could be mistaken, mm-hmm. but this goes back to my old uh, my old Dungeons and Dragons days. Wow. I believe that that's called a Morning Star. Oh, that is what the a name beautiful name for. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. The more I think about it, Joe and Jamie in particular are two very like gentle lambs. It would mm-hmm. be wild to see them fighting it would have to be a situation where they had no choice right right right. which is slavery i mean that's you know that's right how it works uh because if you don't do what you're supposed to do you die yeah they'll crucify you you know that was the other thing that they loved to do back then was crucify people which apparently that's very uncomfortable as well like that is no that is no great shakes the old (laughs) I hope we talk about this Spartacus show for the entire <laughs> episode <laughs> and uh, a whole hour. Well, I just can't wait till we get together in person and we can see Jamie and Joe fight to the death. <sighs> uh, well, okay. So that's one thing I've been up to. What have you been up to this week, Ember? Oh, great question. Thank great, you. great, great question. Um, I mean, I guess I could give a smudgy update. I, I feel redundant, but it is like the biggest thing in my life. Um, We're in a weird time where <laughs> nothing is happening. Nothing right. is going on. I don't. And like believe. no news is good news. Right. Sort of. Right. Like things aren't getting worse. Mm-hmm. They're not getting 100% better, 100% back to normal. A little bit, somewhat, bit by bit, but right. not 100%. Um, we did have... Um, Unless I was completely misunderstanding it, but I don't think so. There was like a 
a town hall meeting virtually for DreamWorks Animation. Oh, nice. And and it was like we had a survey to see who wants to go back to the office and who wants to have like flexible work from home and uh and overwhelmingly everyone doesn't want to come back to the office and wants flexibility. So, we are all going back to the office. Like it felt like <laughs> why did we even take a survey if you weren't going to listen? It sounds like the filibuster rule needs to be abolished. Right, right. If but the minority gets to decide. That isn't starting till September. Mm-hmm. It's like a slow rollout. And I have a feeling our department is absolute last. So I'm thinking I could make it work from home through 2021 at least. Through the end of the year? Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't think, because they're starting in September and it's a slow rollout. And I just don't. And slow maybe rollout is, or more like a slow roll back in. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe this is just my wishful thinking logic out of it all. But um, I can't imagine trying to do big readjustments and moves and stuff like that, like in the middle of the holidays. That seems crazy for anybody. Over, you're talking about like Thanksgiving, Christmas, that area? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so definitely I'm, not. I'm Especially, hoping that, that yeah. that's a problem anywhere, but I also feel like DreamWorks is part of the Hollywood system and Hollywood shuts down from December 1st till February 1st. Nothing <laughs> right, happens over those right, months. Sorry, right. we can't do it. It's the holidays, man. Right. It's right. just, it was just New Year's four weeks ago. You know? <laughs> And and then every email you do get after that is like, oh, sorry, just catching up. Like, yes. I'm real behind. It's like, okay, we'll yeah. catch up already because I did. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it's definitely weird, though. Like, I. We had a meeting, a homeowners meeting for my building the other night, and we did it on Zoom. I feel like we're at the point where we could do it in person. Right. But it's like also someone has to make the first move. Right. And everybody is, I I read a, I read a, again, I hate to be the guy who's like, I read an article, but everybody's like that at this point. Cause all we're doing is sitting around reading articles. And this was somebody writing about going to the supermarket and they're vaccinated and the supermarket that they were going to, and I'm not going to say the name of it, but the supermarket they were going to is a chain supermarket run by someone who exchanges things with someone else back and forth. Like you give me this, I give you that. Uh-huh. And, and, and then there maybe the there's, other- th- there's different brands within the brand that are themed to the different nationalities. nationalities. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the first name is like a common first mm-hmm. name. In fact, and maybe the even a name shared by always, someone in this show. Right, yes. right. The, the parking is always bad. That's part Correct. of the, yes. the, the business plan. Like the, the oh, company the, the, ethos. Yeah. They're like that parking lot's a little too big. Like, can we really take that in, <laughs> make it so that there's only one entrance, one exit and, and let's make it as difficult as possible. Yes. But they have dropped, I don't know if this is true in California, but in a lot of places they have said you're not required to wear mm. a mask in the store anymore. You can come in without a mask as long as you are vaccinated. But it's an honor system. Of course. Like there's no way to prove that. And so this the point of this person's article was that they were like with their partner and going, we are going to go to this 
store that rhymes with Mater Mose. <laughs> and we know we don't have to wear masks. It's okay for us to go in without masks. Even if people are like, you should have a mask on, we know that we don't have to. What will that be like? And they said it was really nerve wracking. People were giving them dirty looks. I'm and sure like, we've, we've spent a year practicing doing that. <laughs> like it's happened at this point. <laughs> right. And, and they, they went in and this person was like stuck to their guns and was like, I'm going to, and they didn't have a gun with them. Don't worry. Oh, but God. they, they, they stuck to their guns and they were like, I'm going to go around the store. And they realized as they were going around the store, they were like, Oh, there are, one out of every 10 people is not wearing a mask mm. is okay. So, but they were super nervous the whole time and really, really stressed out about it, mm -hmm. you know, um, because they're, you know, as, as, as we know, and they were saying like the science is if you are not in the store, but outside, you're fine to not wear a mask at mm -hmm. this point. If you're, if you're vaccinated, like you're not going to, even without, it doesn't spread when you're outside really and distant right, from people. Right. And, you know, well, um, I was going to ask you about that because I yeah. kind of go back and forth. I'm not going a whole lot of places. I go for a walk, like literally around my block right? once a day, if I'm lucky. And sometimes I wear a mask and sometimes I don't. And it's, I think this is what you're getting at, but we're at a strange place that I feel like an asshole either way. Right. Like if, if I am wearing a mask and I happen to see someone who's not, it feels like I, I don't hate you. Like it's fine. But if I'm not wearing a mask and there's a bunch of people wearing masks, I'm like, now I'm the inconsistent. Like what you're saying is I know the science is right, but I also want to be, um, considerate like, of other people. Yes. And, and yes, yes. I, and their I, feelings. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I still think it's weird because if I wear a mask, I am doing something that there is no reason for me to be doing except right. to reassure people who don't understand how science works, you know? <laughs> well, that's uh, most of the people. Of course, of course. <laughs> so here's my here, here's my version because I'm like, and I'm nervous about it too. And I'm like, I don't know if this is okay, whatever. Like, I don't want to be walking around and like, fuck you, I don't wear a mask, right. motherfuckers. Right. Um, because I'm not like making a statement, is what I'm yeah, saying. And 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 the other part of it is, like you said, it's the honor system. So we don't know. Like, I could be like, I'm vaccinated. I don't need to wear a mask. Fuck everybody. I'm just going to walk around without a mask on. But those people don't know that I'm not vaccinated. So, right. or that I mean. I'm, that I am, shit, did I just give it away that I'm not vaccinated? <laughs> I think I did. That was I thought you had the card now. That forged <laughs> but, card. But people don't know. You don't know when you see somebody. Anyway, my way of dealing with this is one of the many masks I bought over the course of the uh what was it called pandemic mm -hmm. one of the one of the masks i bought over the course of the pandemic is one that you can hang it around your neck and then put it up over your face mm. and so my compromise is that i wear it around my neck 
knowing that I will 99 out of 100 times not put it on at any time if I'm out walking around. Well, it's there if I feel like, but it's also there because it signals to people like I I am considering this. This is important to me. I'm wearing this around my neck because I believe in masks. It's literally virtual virtue signaling. Absolutely. I do that. I I've started just because um, it is nice to get fresh air and not wear a mask. So (laughs) now what I do most of the time is not wear a mask, but I'll have it exactly what you're saying, but in my hand. Mm -hmm. And if I see like, if I see a group of people, if I see a group of people with kids, because I know kids still can't really get vaccinated and they are wearing masks. I'll put it on just because it's like. Also, kids are fucking germ vectors. Like you don't want their germs. (laughs) Right. I don't want their regular germs. Mm -hmm. Never mind COVID. Right. But yeah, it's. um, It's interesting. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. And, 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 you know, another part of it, of course, is. It is in a sense. Like wearing a team jersey you know it's like i'm on i'm on this team i'm I'm not on this team you know right um i'm with you guys not with those guys so well that's the i guess that's the big overwhelming thing and that's so lame but it's like i'm vaccinated i'm safe but i'm not with those guys (laughs) like that And I, and I don't take that into consideration, but I guess at some level that must be part of it because otherwise, why would I even care in the first place? Right. You know, I don't know. It's a. Well, and um, even if, and I'm not, it, it sounds like I'm running into thousands of people, you know, this is, I might see one person on a walk, mm-hmm. but. Um, Who was it? Barbara Streisand. <laughs> um, Holy shit. <laughs> I know. Uh, but we still do, and I'm, I'm sure you're experiencing this, where even if we're both maskless, we see each other and sort of like um, make some room for each other. Like, nope, not me. Really? I'm like, hit me, motherfucker. Come at me. Yeah. But um no, yeah, you 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 step away from people. You uh-huh. kind of take a different path or and whatever. I wonder if that's just gonna be like sort of a permanent reflex to people on some level. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but if you go to somewhere crowded, there's there's right nothing you could do. Right, which I haven't done yet. Um, but I'm sure it will happen at some point. I mean, this is another thing that I was I didn't read the article, but I saw, I don't know, like a, like a headline or something. Um, That's most of our sources, a headline or something. (laughs) But it was about, it was about the contrast between sports coming back versus live entertainment coming back. In other words, people are, you know, Madison square garden was packed for the Knicks games all last week, but theaters are not opening up because we can't have that many people together in the same place at the same time. So it's this, and that's well, that's two different uh like how or I guess I should say how is that different, you know? Right. And and the people who are fans of those two things, what are different about those demographics? I didn't I didn't I didn't even think about that, but yeah, like why is it okay for these people and why is it not okay for these people? But I don't think it's those people's choice. It's that theaters are not opening up, you know? Right, it's not right. like 
it's not like Jamie is out on the street going extra extra get your din tip experience come on in and what 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 are those things called Dyna- come on in and get a dynagram or a dynadam i mean don't you think the answer is pretty obviously money like sports oh, there's so right. much money involved with like you think jamie's not sitting on a pile of cash because of the <laughs> dynasty typewriter no but i'm just saying there i think there's enough lobbying yeah forces. you're absolutely right that say like As say usual. that this is okay and then mm-hmm. the theater community doesn't really have that right. muscle yeah that's why i've been pushing for years that every improv team should get corporate sponsorships mm-hmm. all over their all over and their a choices. lobbyist one yeah. one dedicated right. lobbyist i um i've been thinking about that a lot because i i work for a movie studio we also make tv shows but mm. um I'd you know, a lot together. of I'd love to get together sometime and tell you about some of my ideas. <laughs> sure, I have no power. <laughs> it's kind of a problem. I'm trying to f- figure that would out. Be, that would be a step up for me. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of hand wringing, as you can imagine, about getting people back to movie theaters. Um, and even just talking to good close friends who are completely vaccinated, who have been completely vaccinated for a month, who go to restaurants now, who do this, this, this. They're like, I still don't feel comfortable going to a movie theater. Mm -hmm. And I understand, like I, how, how can I put this? I don't understand, but I also, I'm compassionate. Like I, I don't know how to communicate this. I understand where they're coming from, but I also cannot express the logic behind it. You don't feel the same way, but you get why people would. No, I I might even feel the same way. I haven't been anywhere, but I can't express to you why doesn't it feel safe. It doesn't make them. logical sense. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like science, science says it's fine. Yeah. yeah, right. Science says it's fine, but you're... Yeah, your brain is saying one thing and your body's saying something else. <laughs> but um and I don't know it it feels a little bit across the board that people feel that way. And I, I don't know what that is. I, I maybe it's just um because you're just sitting in one place mm-hmm. for such a long time. I I'm I'm truly asking. I don't I don't know what it is. It doesn't sound like you're asking. It sounds like you're telling. So I'm not. No, I'm, I'm asking. I'm just... What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think you might be right. Like there is an element of sitting in the same place for a period of time in an enclosed space that feels like you're trapped in a sense. Freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Because and- you haven't done that except in your own space mm-hmm. for a year and a half. Right. And I, I'm, I'm literally just coming up with these theories as, as we're talking, the fact that it's a dark room. I wonder, by the if way, that that's a- how Einstein came up with the theory of relativity. He was oh, like, man. I'm, I'm almost uh, there. Uh, what if he, what else is going on? What else is going on? What if he equals MC squared? E equals MC squared. No, but the, that it's a dark room. Meaning in a restaurant, you can at least see what the other freaky deaky people are doing. Like you can keep an eye on them. And the dark, in a theater, the like is, people could 
who knows? The I dark know. is a frightful place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm wondering myself, but Ooh, this is this is making me feel worse. What is? <laughs> oh, I should have told you. I'm sitting on a tack right now. <laughs> but I don't think I even checked in yet. <laughs> no, you were going to talk about smudgy. Sorry, that was like an hour ago. My bad. No, not your bad. This is good. We need. <laughs> stretch yeah because i'm like ah oh, smudgy was good end right. of episode I guess. <laughs> thank you <laughs> tune in next week for more on smudgy no um he we i'll just give you the the saga that the condensed version we can explore any of these avenues deeper Great. as you find interesting but um you know we came to the conclusion that we need real professional help for smudgy for smudgy i mean we probably do too but that's a whole other conversation um and everything you read online is like first thing you do is you call your vet and so that's what we did and the vet was like great like it's four o'clock in the morning why are you (laughs) calling me (laughs) well it was memorial day and so they weren't open so we had to wait till the next day Uh um and they were like, great. Like, I I kind of thought that they would have him come in for an exam. I don't know why I thought that and see if there's like a medical issue. But they're like, oh, great. Thanks for calling. Um, Here's two phone numbers for dog behaviorists. Good luck. And we're like, okay. And both dog behaviorists, we ended up calling both, have a wait list. Hello. They don't- you want to talk to me? <laughs> I'm a guy, but I behave like a dog. <laughs> um, so they are booked and they have a wait list right. and they might be able to get us in the end of August. And Listen, like- you got to tell that vet to stop having people. Can you call the vet back and tell him to stop recommending people? Because we're spending all our time on the phone telling people call- we're too full. <laughs> well, and it's it's I don't know. It was frustrating because everything is like, oh, this is an urgent issue. You got to handle this right away. Mm-hmm. Someone might be able to help you in six months. You know, like, it's just like, ah. Um, so we got on both those waiting lists. Also, they're insanely expensive. Right. You know, like, like insanely expensive. I mean, that's that's just, you know, supply Gonna, and demand. Right. Like, well, I was like, we should be dog behaviorists. Good Lord. Absolutely. Um, so they're all on the West side. They're extremely expensive and they're not available till the end of the summer, basically. So we're like, great. You know, we felt like we were making momentum. The place where (laughs) we went to the puppy social, where we were feeling kind of weird about the John Lennon-esque advice of like, look at them, but never look at them. Oh, right, 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 right. When you said puppy social, I immediately flashed to like, and this is not a social. This is like, a, God, what are they called? Like a speed dating thing? Oh, like, yeah. I th- like it kind the puppy of is just that. sits down across yeah. from another puppy and is like, hey, Jack's how next. you doing? Yeah, I'm a mutt <laughs> and uh, I don't obey commands and I don't like leashes. How about you? I always think of like an ice cream social or something. So I just see a bunch of puppies wearing like i know skirts. the term i don't even know what an ice cream social would be i think it's just you eat ice cream with other people <laughs> i feel I'm like that's just getting ice cream but i think it's like a like a party oh okay. more than just like with one other person folks 
2022, we will be looking forward to the first long shot podcast, Ice Cream Social. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but but that is the place that our because we also have a trainer that we go to at Petco. It's like now we have like a complicated web of mm-hmm. experts involved in his life. And the person at Petco is the is the person who recommended the puppy social. And she also said with these issues, you should go to training with those same people at the puppy social. And we didn't like them initially. And the puppy so- social was the thing where you felt like people were trying to sell you stuff, right? I didn't feel like they were trying to sell us. It just felt like they were giving advice that was not actionable. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it, so it was just like, okay. I, my theory was that it wasn't actionable advice so that we would go back to them for actual right. actionable okay. advice. Right. But I feel like, give me an, uh, you know, give me a teaser taste of something good and then maybe I'll come back for more. But see, that's really interesting to me because I feel like that is self-defeating if that's what they're doing. Like, in other words, as I don't know if that's what they're doing. Like it's just like I just want to But I but I but I think you have to trust your instincts. Like if they're telling you stuff that's not actionable, it's not because they don't know what they're talking about or they wouldn't have this job. There's got to be some reason right. for it. Are they holding back the information because they want? Yeah, exactly. Like for me, I don't teach puppy stuff, but I you teach can. other stuff. It feels like there's money in it. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, oh, sorry. Ahead. That just reminded right. me. One of those dog behaviorists that was $1,000 and not available till August was going to be via Zoom anyway. And we were like, fuck that. Like, I want you here in person, like only so much. It's a dog. He's not going to tell you how he feels. You need to see him. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I feel like it's hard. You know, my understanding is it's hard to get dogs to pay attention on zoom. You know, I mean, I've heard that about kids, but dogs, Mm -hmm. I hear it's even worse that a lot of dogs are just like, "Ah, I don't do the fucking zoom thing. (laughs) You know, text me, bro. Right. Um, but anyway, we, so we had kind of a bad taste in our mouth about that place. Oh, wait, sorry. Can I just finish what I was going to say oh, about yes. I'm those so people? Sorry. No, no, no. It's like, I, I will tell, like, people will say to me, like, how do, what about this in my, in my script or my pilot or whatever? Oh, and you don't say like, once you take my course. Yeah. Like, like, I don't, I don't feel like I would be like, it just doesn't make sense to go. Well, I think Buy what you got to do is you got to do, you got to write words and then put them in order. Right. You got to put words in the right <laughs> order. And, you know, I have more to say about that, but you got to find out. Like, <laughs> it's like I would say, do this, this, and this in the hopes that the person would be like, this guy fucking knows what he's talking about. I want to hear more from this person. Right. You know, right. um, I don't know. But again, I'm not a dog trainer. So, no. The hell do I know? But you still can be. There's time. Down, down. <laughs> that works as a dog trainer and as a quilt salesman. All right. <laughs> but so, so we had sort of a bad taste in our mouth about them. But, you know, our trainer that we like at Petco likes them. We also don't want to wait 
till September <laughs> to like walk our dog. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, too long. <laughs> and also everyone's like, oh, you got to do it now before it's a locked in problem. Right. And I'm like, right. Okay, can I do it now then? Like it's it's like this weird catch 22. But um um we we got on the phone with her and it was like I think it was one of the women we actually did talk to at the puppy social and it was vibe wise completely different like she was so empathetic and listening and um and she's like oh well this is urgent then then you need your help right away and she's like ah it's too bad because we're we're kind of busy right now and jeff and i looked at each other and she's like we might be able to meet with him next week and we're like (laughs) (laughs) you know like so um so she's coming to our house on the 15th. Either next week or two years from Friday. <laughs> right, right. But like, I think to her, that was a long time. Like she right. felt such urgency that she needed to meet with him like the next day. Right. And I was like, this is, this is the help and the urgency we. Yeah. Um. So she's coming here for an hour and a half on the 15th to spend some time with him. And, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to have some, like a, a, a path forward. We've also been doing a ton of like command training with him and he's really a good boy. Like he's really good at come and sit and spin. And um, cause we can trust him a little bit now more. We go out in the parking area behind our apartment when I didn't know if he was just going to run away a hundred percent. Like I, I felt uncomfortable even having him run outside, mm-hmm. but um, so he's getting more exercise, which I think is good for his, Mental health. So, so sorry, uh, I I got confused for a second. So you're letting him run outside without a leash or anything like that? Yes. Uh huh. In the yard, though. Yeah. Look, it's it's like gated. He's right. he's safe. But I before we knew him well enough, I didn't even feel comfortable doing that. You didn't know if he could just fly over the wall. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, and for a while there, he wasn't even allowed outside at all. And so that I remember. Yes. Um. So he, we're letting him run around and then we were doing commands out like, and he's, ex, he's amped when he's outside. Cause he's, it's like a, a brand new thing. And he's mask or things. no mask. He's not wearing Just a mask around his, around his yeah, neck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but we started doing like come and sit even outside in that amp state and he was nailing it. So I'm like, this is a good dog. We're, we're, we just have to figure out a way for him to do an impression of Charlton Heston at the end of planet of the apes. <laughs> to God not... damn it. Smudgy <laughs> to not be scared of this dang leash. And, and like we're golden. Um, so yeah, I, there's a lot more optimism in the house. Oh, also this was the big, big thing for me at least because I've been wrestling with like, okay, so do we keep trying the leash a little bit? Like not trying at all is that fucking him up by by having him have no exposure, or am I just re-traumatizing him? Re-traum like mm-hmm. honestly, which is worse for him? I don't know. And the trainer was like, "Put the leash away." And you haven't. You you don't feel like you could just ask him. No, he's he's a baby. <laughs> he's not good at communicating. He's still finding his well, words. And he, if it were up to him, he'd say, yeah, put the leash away. But like, I, I'm trying to be the boss. <laughs> um, but the trainer was like, put the leash away, put all of the gear away until we meet together so that there we're not like freaking him out anymore. And I was like, mm-hmm. it, it just felt nice to be like happily. I, I don't have to feel guilty about not doing that right, right. now. So 
Right. It's nice when somebody else takes the decision off your plate and is like, nope, you don't have to think about that. And I, I spent the whole morning watching <laughs> clips from Cesar Milan. So like, I'm really down the like rabbit hole of how to ha- be energetically with Spongy. Hey, once you, once you start watching those clips of anything, it, mm-hmm. it, it becomes incredibly compelling, I think. 100%. I went down a rabbit hole. I went down a rabbit hole last night of, uh, I mean, this kind of goes back to what, in a way, what we were talking about before. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, I guess in a way, sort of, but you know, the algorithm pushes stuff on Uh you and for some reason, and I don't know why that I'm not always right. For some reason it pushed on me, probably because I've been watching a lot of Nick's highlights from the early nineties. And there was a lot of like, aggressiveness and pushing and shoving and so it's like argumentativeness yeah yeah well no 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 the thing it was pushing on me and i and i went and again again like i clicked on one and then it was like here's another here's another yeah. here's another it was all like little league fights with parents no 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 like like uh, like the parents umps and and parents yeah. like soccer and baseball and like and it was it was crazy uh and there's no stakes like these people are insane you know and that's what some of the some, sometimes the umpires would be saying that like they'd be like there was one girl she was a young uh you know like 15 16 refing a game oh my god and a and father like a- was really going no. after her yeah and he was like he was just being a dick and she was like these kids are 10 years old. Let them have fun. You know, what's right. wrong with you? She yeah. was, she was kicking him out of the game and he wouldn't leave. And he kept talking. Like Good it was just, her. So, it was so nasty. And, and she was very upset and she clearly was like well, she's on the verge herself. of tears. Of course. And and so then he's sort of going after her, like, I see you're going to try, going to cry girl. You're going to cry. Aren't you girl? And she was like, what did you call me? Like, it was just crazy what an asshole. that these adults. And those, were... that poor kid, like, yeah. oh, there's God. no way that's not like permanently. But, but, but of course, what it made me think about was these were all things that were uploaded two years ago. And like, where are we those were, people now? Well, no, no, no. We were talking last week about all these people going crazy on planes and like fighting the people in charge and there was another one this week i don't know if you saw that where a guy a guy like lost his mind on a plane flight and like charged the cockpit and was like turn the plane around we have to go you know stop the plane we are not a well no and so i was just thinking like as these as these kids go back to playing games and stuff it's going to be 10 times worse 20 times worse 30 times worse with parents being incredible assholes to the people who are just trying to have these help these kids have fun, you know, anyway, smudgy. So smudgy, tell me about smudgy. I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jeff and I like to joke about, Oh, you were watching Caesar Milan videos. That's yeah, how yeah, yeah. That. Um, we like to joke about like being like stage parents or some, you know, like, like when this, well-trained behaviorist finally comes to our house to be like okay so we want him to skateboard like (laughs) insane requests here is a pack of menthol cigarettes (laughs) 
It would be ideal if he could light them himself, but <laughs> as long as he can just smoke them, that's fine. Um, so that's fun. And also we go for a lot of drives with him because that's mm-hmm. the main way all three of us can get out of the house Yeah, more than the yard. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're always like, <laughs> I think it's really funny, like giving him a tour of the city. Like we are um, telling our son about our personal history. So, but it'll, it, it's always like inane things like, okay, Smudgy, that's the El Pollo Loco that I used to go to a lot on my lunch break, but I don't work there anymore. So I haven't been to that El Pollo Loco in a lot or like, and by the way, Smudgy, in case you're not doing Duolingo classes, it means <laughs> crazy chicken. Right. Exactly. And um, we, we went on like a long rant where I think we were explaining to him photosynthesis. Like it's, it's, it's and like, and Jeff kept being like, Swanji, I don't think you're listening. <laughs> I, I find it really funny. <laughs> the point is, if they don't get sunlight, they don't create <laughs> right, oxygen. Right, right. And um, oh, that's what it was. That's why it came up. Um, Life is a cycle, Smudgy. We were we were driving through Glendale today, not to brag. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, at, you know, we would say like, oh, we went to that restaurant once and had a pizza. It was just okay, like that kind of thing. And um, I'm just, I, I'm uh, sorry, but this this is making me think that it'd be funny if you're like, like Jeff goes, we went there once, we had a pizza, it was just okay, and you're like, just okay, it was good. No, it was not good. <laughs> and we fight. And like re-traumatizing Smudgy <laughs> right. by fighting over the pizza you had in Glendale when you're just for drive. Uh, and um, but so then we got deeper into Glendale, and I was like, "Oh, Smudgy, your mom used to do a lot of sketch comedy, and I'd have rehearsals here." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, do you know what sketch comedy is?" <laughs> and Jeff was like, "I don't think he does. So can you explain it to him?" And then I was like, "Well, have you seen SNL?" And, and Jeff's like, I don't think he has. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, it's like, you know, short scenes and it's. Um, Let me start re- simple. Do you know, Smudgy, <laughs> do you know what a cardboard laptop is? <laughs> so like we did that for like, you know, a half an hour of explaining <laughs> the differences between sketch comedy and improv comedy. And mm-hmm. it makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Smudgy, I don't know if that's, you know, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't think he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and at least you have a, his head's out the window. <laughs> you have a clearer idea now of what sketch comedy is because you're trying to explain it to a dog. <laughs> right. Teaching is always a good way to get clearer ideas totally. in your head about what well, you're Yeah, because I was like, you know, um, often there are really well-drawn characters and relationships, but the focus is more on the joke and the comedy. <laughs> it's not really plot driven as much he's like okay (laughs) smudgy's first words are cardboard laptop (laughs) so yeah i guess that's my checking in it's been an hour so we're doing okay what's going on with you (laughs) besides spartacus well i think i don't know if i talked about this on the show before but a little over a month ago i noticed that there was a I noticed that there was a rooster living across the street. <laughs> <laughs> was... 
who was <laughs> who was very noisy. That's how I noticed it. I uh, wish that listeners knew where you lived because that's more insane than they think. Just <laughs> it just is, wait. Just it wait. It's not. There's like it's it's not, a. It's a highly densely populated area. It and is it's not just rural. In, there's, there's no, no yards. Houses. There's no. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I woke up one day and I heard a rooster crowing at five in the morning or whatever. And I was like, are you huh. fucking kidding me? Like, this is not okay. Anyway, I was very upset about it. I, I mean, not very upset, but I was like, oh, great. You know, like, how's this going to go? Probably not. Well, uh, it just seems like I'm all in favor of, you know, being self-sufficient. Uh, if you want to get chickens and have your own eggs and so forth but roosters can't even help you with that well they can in a way like they do have they're part of the process yeah that's i don't know if you know about the the birds and the chickens but uh you know anyway i assumed when i heard the rooster that he was part of a group that it wasn't just a solo rooster that there were a pet rooster that there that there were other uh chickens involved you know Mm -hmm. A few days went by, the rooster was crowing, didn't hear it for a few days. I was like, okay, maybe there was some, uh, buddy was just hungry or, and they, you know, whatever. Some, or somebody's rooster was visiting for the weekend. Right. <laughs> They'd been away for the whole pandemic. They came into town for a bit and then they were going to, well, no, it turns out that this has progressed, uh, to the point where, Last week, I realized that in the building across the street. So just to clarify what you're saying and what I was saying before about how densely populated this area is, I would say within a hundred foot radius of the front door of my apartment, there are probably six apartment buildings Mm -hmm. and figure there's, I don't know, 20 to 40 apartments in each building so that's somewhere between 100 and 200 residences in that area well, and that are all affected by this. I might be remembering this wrong, but it's there's not even like lawns in front of the apartment buildings. Like it's like building 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 building. Right. Although I'll get into that in a second. Okay. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is building 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 building. No building, building, building. Um, but, no whammy. <laughs> but anyway, I look out a couple of days. Like I hear, I guess it was last week. I hear, again, middle of the day now, not middle of the night, middle so of the day. Wrong. But but apparently they 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 some of these some of these roosters are just like party animals and they just do and it all the like, time. They like just like the, to sing. They don't have a regular schedule, you know. So it's making a lot of noise. It's very close to where I am. And I look at someone's apartment. That's what I assumed. I figured it was in somebody's place. I look out the window and I see across the street. Now there isn't a yard, but there's like a little dirt patch area right outside, like not maybe, maybe five or six feet wide right outside this apartment that then drops off 
on a wall to the street. Like it's mm. sort of a berm almost. Mm -hmm. And I look and there's a person sitting on the berm with a chicken in their lap, like a cat, like a bond villain petting the chicken, like a cat. And the chicken is making all sorts of noise. And then I realized that's not the only chicken. There's two more chickens wandering around this little berm area. So I'm like, what's going on? Kidding me. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yes. So it was hard for me to find an apartment that okayed dogs. I'm just putting it out there. People well, have like a whole roost of chickens. Yes. Except the key thing you're missing or the key thing that you're looking for, the key, the part. I'm, I'm definitely doing something wrong. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> so the next thing that happens is I go for a walk one night. I think this is how it went down. I go for a walk one night and I realize there's somebody sitting in a Range Rover parked on the street. And there are chicken coops inside the Range Rover. There are a bunch of chicken coops and the chickens are in there. They're in the car. The person is parked, sitting on the street with the chickens in the car, just hanging out. Right. I'm like, this is crazy. Now I'm Googling, you know, Google is your friend in this situation. Like, who do I talk to about this? Is there something I can do? What do Let you me even type in like neighbor has chickens. I, I, I yeah. Or, or like, um, you know, I, I live at 1244 32nd Avenue in Hollywood and does there, you know, what are the regulations there as far as chickens and other neighbors have to be Noticing, exactly. Upset. Exactly. Uh, so it's like there. You know, obviously, it's the internet, so you get a million opinions. Here's what you need to do: start watching Caesar Milan videos about right. training chickens. So the two suggestions are animal control and the Hollywood Police Department. Ugh. And I have not done either of those things yet because they both feel well, like adding chaos. <laughs> The community, but but they also. I mean, you and I have had an experience with the Hollywood. You more than me have had an experience with the Hollywood Police they Department. Don't do they don't give a fuck. Yeah, and they you know? definitely don't care about chickens. <laughs> so, so I'm like, what? And and I knew, I knew that I had a homeowners meeting coming up. Oh, with everybody in Zoom. my building on Zoom. I say everybody in my building, there's like, I don't know, 50 people that live in the building. I think there were seven people at the, the, the one annual, like it was just, it was a, it was a poor showing. Uh, everybody was just looking for an excuse not to come, but at the meeting, you know, they opened up the homeowners forum and who has <laughs> things they want to bring up. And I, you know, I'm on zoom. I raised my hand the way you do when you're being polite and you know, everybody laughed like, Oh, you don't have to raise your hand. You can just chime in. And I was like, but then everyone be talking at the same time. <laughs> I said, does anybody know anything about the chickens across the street? 
and everybody was like, oh, let me tell you about the chicken. <laughs> I was scared that they were going to say like, what no, no, no. chickens? You're crazy. So one of the people who lives here said, she was like, I finally talked to the person who owns the chickens and it's a long story, but I talked to animal control. I talked to the police and I'll give you, you know, she was like, I'll talk to you. I'll tell you in person. I'll tell you all the details. It's a long saga, but it's all taken care of. It's they're They're not going to be back there. It's done. It's over. The problem is solved. So don't worry about it. And we don't need to worry about it. And I said, you know, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, I, I wasn't sure. And see, my problem is, I mean, I have many problems, but one of them is when I start to get into a situation like that, I probably am overly confrontational mm. right away. And I'm also like so it, five it, times the size of any other human being. So, so it escalates it feels super aggressive. Yeah. So I'm always hesitant to get into those situations. But anyways, she well, and also you wait so long that you are like steaming by the time. So it's like a fair, nice fair, fair, fair point. Absolutely. No, fair no, point. no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying like you're it's a, it's I a simmer and storm. simmer and yeah. simmer until I boil over. And then I decide yes. instead of just like, Hey, what's up with your Excuse me, I, sir. Why I, I definitely had that thought one day when I was driving out of my driveway, I was like, I should just like wave out the window and go, Hey, tell me about your chickens. But <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do that anyway. Fuck you have chickens. Yeah, exactly. That's how it'd come out anyway. Totally. Uh, so that was on Wednesday. Today is Saturday. So Wednesday, it was like, it's all taken care of. Don't worry about it. And I was it like, It will Great. never come back. I went to sleep on Wednesday night. I was very content and happy. And of course, I was awakened at five in the morning by the chickens. And they didn't stop all day. And this person was sitting in their car on the street with the chickens in the car. Um, so was the solution that they could have the chickens in their car and not in the yard? I, I guess, I guess, because apparently in Los Angeles, you are allowed to live in your car and you are allowed to live with animals in your car. So if you have a legal parking spot, there's nothing that anybody can do to tell you that that's not allowed. Now, I just want to see if I can cruel to chickens, too. Oh. I agree. I, I just want to see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can do this, because I, I took a video this morning. This morning, I was again awakened at 4 a.m. by the chickens. Um, how do I how do I let's see. Share screen. Post disabled participant screen sharing. Oh, Great. here. Here. Um, Is there a way to do it? This is, we should cut this out when we <laughs> release the episode. I think you should be able to do it now. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Here we go. What, did I have a nice, like, open jaw? Okay, so okay. this is from, this is not my bedroom window. This is my office window. So it's sort of at an oblique angle. And what you're looking at is literally right outside my bedroom window. And this is what, this I took at seven this morning. This is what awakened me at four was this. I'm not getting sound, I think, because of your headphones, unfortunately. Oh, there's no reason to watch it without the sound because <laughs> that's the whole point. But wait, uh, where are they in that red one? Yeah. 
Let me see happens. if I disconnect my headphones, what happens. Or let's see what happens if I do this. We're good. Oh my God. So anyway, it, it sounds a little bit like robot chickens, but I get the idea. <laughs> like there's a little delay. <laughs> just, I mean, that's, that's constant. That's just outside all the time. Non-stop. It's actually closer than in the apartment. Oh yeah. It's, it's right outside my window. Uh. Um, so, you know, and of course, but, I, before I even allowed to leave a dog in a car, like, how are they? I, okay. I, I, yeah, I well, she's in the car with them. So all day long. This is the other oh thing that I assume. So, so I've gotten more information since Wednesday. So, when this person said on Wednesday it's a long story, I'll tell you all the details. I then emailed this morning at four a.m. and said I would like to hear the details. I presume there is some mental illness involved because the fact that you said it was all taken care of on Wednesday and that it clearly has not been taken care of indicates to me that this is a person who doesn't have a full grip on reality and appropriate behavior and, and all those things. How things affect other people. And uh, yeah. And I, and I have sympathy for that, but at the same time, like you said, it affects other people. It affects a mm-hmm. hundred people living in that space. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was able to deal with it because I closed all the windows and cranked up a noise machine and turned on the AC and, you know, but, but like, I don't want to have to do that all the time, you know? And there is definitely more to the story, which is like, apparently this is a thing that the guy across the street has done a number of times where he's become involved with people who are, drug addicts and alcoholics and mentally ill. And he's like, Oh, you can come and stay here. Not with me, but in my general vicinity. And I will do what I can to help you out, which is compassionate and kind, except that it does impact other people, everybody else. And I don't care about them. I care about myself. That's all I care about. Um, So anyway, it, it, it's, I'm sorry for this person that their life is such that they live in a Range Rover with chickens on the street. That is not the way someone should be living. It isn't how chickens should be living. But that's not how they should be living. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it is not cool for the chickens. And it's not cool for the person. Like, that person needs help. They need to be helped somehow. And I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shake out because like I said, it's been reported to animal control. It's been reported to the police and they don't care. Right. Like they're not interested in being involved. Um, so well, it sounds like they like a loophole, you know, like there's no rule that a dog can't play basketball. Right. Um, You're talking about air bud, the movie. Sure. Okay. <laughs> what did you get the longer story? Or are you? No, no, no. Just, just what I've told you. Like this okay. woman said, I talked to the woman. She, sure. she then, so, so she emailed me back when I said, this is who cares, but like, I did not have her email. So I emailed somebody else in the building ah. and I said, can you send this 
to her. And I basically said what I said to you, which is like, I assume there's mental illness involved and I'm really sorry about that. And I sympathize. I'm just wondering if there's any way that this can ultimately be solved. And this person who had dealt with this woman on the street said to me, or emailed me back and said, I spoke with her. She's not just like, she's oppositional. In other words, mm. she does not wish to hear what you have to say about her chicken. So it's not worth trying to have a discussion about it or convincing her that maybe this isn't the right thing to be doing because she knows that she's okay staying there. And she knows that the guy across the street said it was okay. So it doesn't matter what other people say, this is how it is. And she like is forever aggressively confrontational Ugh. about that. And which you know, I already, as I've already stated, I'm not interested in, like I said, I'm just big and scary to people. And so I don't want to get into it with somebody on the street. And anyway, so she said, so this woman said, like, it's worth calling the police. It's worth calling animal control just so we can keep bugging them about it and write to your city council member and blah, 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 blah. Uh. But there's, it seems like there's no immediate solution. You know, they did say talk to a chicken owner behavioral therapist. And I <laughs> called two list. of them and they're booked until the <laughs> end of August. So, and that's too long. Too long. Too long. Uh, so, anyway, that's, uh, and it's just, it's just like, I don't know. That's my office. That's where I write. And do I want to sit there and listen to, and, you know, like I said, I can crank up the music or put the headphones on or whatever. But, it's just like, and, 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 you know, the freaking chickens are living in a Range Rover, you know, that's weird. Um, and this poor woman who, who clearly has not a good, had a good life This the email I got said, this woman apparently is in her mid twenties and she looks 50 because of the stuff that's gone on in her <laughs> life, you know, um, or maybe, maybe it didn't say 50, it said 48 or 49 or something like that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, it's just not a good situation for her, for the chickens, for anybody living here. And yet I don't know what the I don't Solution. know what the answer is, yeah. you know. Um so the drama oh, continues. Man. Yeah. We both have animal drama. I can't wait to hear Oh boy. Um All right, well let's uh let's take a break for a minute and then uh I don't know. Maybe we come back. Well, I, I mean, I have more stuff to talk about, but maybe we can all be part of parting shots, you know? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Do I pause it? I don't know. I think you do. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I think you do. Okay. We get separated into two segments. Bye. Hey everybody. It's, Sean, and of course, we're taking a little break on the show, so I thought I would use this time slightly differently from the way I usually do. Usually I'll plug, uh, you know, our Twitter feed, or I'll try to desperately try to get you to post a rating or a review on iTunes. Uh, I thought this time I would sort of say that, but also say uh, that why would you do that? Why would you post a rating or review on iTunes? Or why would you post a review? Why would you take the time out of your day to actually write anything about the show? Well, what if I read it on our show like this? 
Here's a, a, an iTunes review for the Long Shot Podcast from December 4th, 2020 by Los Gatos 74. And the headline is Love This Show. What am I supposed to do? Read a bad review? Uh, I was heartbroken when this show ended last year and was ecstatic when the show recently returned. Seriously, folks, give this podcast a listen. The hosts are so open and honest about their lives, you begin to feel over time that you know them, and you find yourself really caring about them and their ups and downs in life and their careers. Sean, please do not critique my grammar, although I am certain that you have already done so. Much love, Lo Show Poe. Well, thank you, Los Gatos. 74, or I guess it's, uh, I don't know how to say 74 in Spanish, I'm sorry. Um, but I appreciate you writing all that. I did not critique your grammar out loud. So write us a, write us a review and, and who knows, maybe I'll read it during one of our breaks or even during the show. Anyway, back to Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're back. <laughs> Love it. With a with a segment that I like to call parting shots. Right. Sean, what's going on with you? <laughs> parting shots. Well, uh, you know, I'm always uh, I'm always paying attention to what's going on in the world, and none of it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was really thinking this week, and and you know, last night in particular. Uh, just about what it would be like to be Dr. Anthony Fauci, you know, who is just a target at this point for hatred and rage for no reason, except that they need targets. Like they need to direct the anger and the rage at something specific, you know? So here's a guy who's 80 years old, or maybe he's even 81 by now, maybe 82 or 30 okay. or four. Let's move on to the next part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> he might be 79. I don't know. Uh, no, he's 80 years old. He's lived this incredible life. He's worked his fucking ass off for years and years to help people. And he is in the mind of a lot of people in this country, he is public enemy number one, or as they say on Duolingo, numero one. (laughs) Um, The owls cleaned the kitchen floor. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's funny. Owls, talk about owls. He went to Regis high school, which is their, their, their mascot is the owl. Oh, wow. Um, But all connected. Yeah. You know, he, he, um, I saw a thing last night. Somebody retweeted a Don, Donald Trump Jr., something that was on his like Instagram stories. And it was a meme and it was Leonardo DiCaprio from, uh, uh, Django Unchained. And the caption on it was, 
I'm something like I'm going to jump out ahead on this one and say that Dr. Fauci didn't kill himself. And I just find that so disturbing and so deeply, deeply hateful and irresponsible. Yeah. Because what he's saying is someone's going to kill Dr. Fauci. We know that's going to happen, but they're going to, because he knows things. Fauci knows what's really going on. Like he's covered up for the Chinese. He's working with the Chinese. He's a, he's a communist agent. He's against the, you know, Trump administration. He's deep state. So somebody's going to murder him, but because he's deep state, they're going to make it look like a suicide mm. so that nobody takes, nobody goes down for it. But, you know, I don't know. It's so yeah. twisted and right, complicated. Right, right. But it also and reads kind of as a threat in a way. A hundred percent. It's saying, it's saying like his, his murder needs to happen. It's going to happen, you know? Right. And on top of which, it's also a reference to Jeffrey Epstein, mm -hmm. who is or was <laughs> pals with Donald Trump. Like, it's fucking wild that this is the world we live in, where shit like this goes on. And it's just like, well, it's Donald Trump Jr. Who gives a shit? Maybe he runs for governor in Florida or he may run for president. Who knows? You know, and it's just like, that's how it is. Um it's really upsetting to me because because it's upsetting. Like it's upsetting, it is upsetting because yeah, you're a person, <laughs> right? I don't have to get into why it's upsetting. <laughs> um, you know, and then there's the stuff this week about like, and I and I, you know, again, part of it is just being inside and by myself, and there's only so many episodes of Spartacus I can watch, so I do see other things sometimes. But there was that whole thing last week where uh, Michael Flynn, the former, you know, General Flynn, the former national security advisor, who was national security advisor for, what, 17 days until oh, right, he was forced right. to resign because he was a fucking stooge for the Russians, basically, um, was at a QAnon thing last weekend. And somebody said, why can't the thing that happened in Minimar happen here? Now, you know, everybody's made fun of this guy for saying Minimar when in fact he meant Myanmar, but who cares about that? Right. He's basically saying, why can't we just have a military coup here in the United States? It's on tape, this guy saying this <laughs> tape. It's on it's on reel to reel, yeah. this guy saying you this. You have to rewind it, but yeah. you can get it. And then Flynn goes, there's no reason it can't. It should. It should happen here. This is on video. And so it was reported on the news. And then the next day, Flynn came out and said, I never said that. I never said that. I never encouraged a coup. I am not guilty of doing the things that I am on tape doing. And so it, and, and it's all, I think, ultimately a strategy of like, making people like me give up yeah, yeah yeah go like I, I i feel crazy and so i can't care about this and let them do what they want like let them do what they want because it's making me feel crazy and i don't want to feel like that anymore um it, it it's very frustrating and i was thinking about i was thinking about the approach to things 
by both sides. And it feels like the approach at this point is one side's approach is basically there are a lot of problems in the world and you have some of them and let's try to figure out how to solve some of those problems and let's try to do that together. Let's solve the, Let's use the forces we have to solve problems for people. For the communal good. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, two people doing a dumb podcast or somebody living in their car with chickens, like whoever it is, let's find a way to help these people. <laughs> we are we the ones who need help. <laughs> Come on. Have you heard this show at all? Um, and then the other side is like the, the, their philosophy is you have enemies and they are trying to take everything from you. You need to find a way to destroy them. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's definitely a middle ground, but I also feel like those two those two positions are not equivalent. Like they're not two sides of the same coin. One is evil and one is not evil. Well, I'm not even a Star Wars fan, but what just crossed went through my head is like, oh, that's like the dark side. That's Darth Vader recruiting the Luke, the the stormtroopers or whatever. Like it's <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. Darth Vader does not hang out in stormtrooper recruiting stations. Okay. He's not, that's like way lower level guys. (laughs) No, what I mean is again, this is so naive of me, but like when you watch movies like that, when there's just like such like, have you thought about going to college? (laughs) Like, so it's like a clear evil and a clear good. And I know real life isn't that, black and white no it's not and that's one of the problems is i think the i think the people saying we have problems let's try to solve some of those saying like shades of gray there's there's nuance here whereas the other side is saying they are evil they are bad they are trying to take what you have Mm -hmm. kill them murder them destroy them make their lives miserable and that's a much clearer distinction. It's easier to latch on to. Right. It, it takes it, less it, work. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, but but what I was going to say is like when so. I would watch movies like that, the, the fact that the evil guy has this army of supporters was always like, why wouldn't you just say like that guy's evil? And it's funny to see in real life how that happens basically. Like, Well, yes. <laughs> and – you know, again, we not to go back to the thought experiment idea, but when we were talking last week about that, it's like, if I am the person that is being told over and over again, there are bad people trying to take right. everything from you. And if I believe that, then I'm not evil if I want to destroy right. those people, because I don't want somebody to take right. everything I have. That's false. But if I believe it, then it makes sense that I'm going to go, yeah, Let's fucking grab a hockey stick and bash a cop's head in so we can get into the Capitol and do the right thing, you know? Be heroes. Now I'm now I'm getting myself upset. <laughs> also, another um chunk out of context could get us in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I just want to play what you I, I just want to play what he said on his podcast. Like <laughs> There's oh, no that, actual, there's no right. actual 
photos of him from the Capitol, but there are a lot of hockey sticks. Yeah. So <laughs> wouldn't it make sense that he was one of the he people with a hockey stick? He argue. talked about how he's big and scary. He talks about how he wanted to take a hockey stick. <laughs> bash a cop's head in. Uh, but I mean, I, I and to go to go one step further back to what you were saying about sports versus theater. It's like, why are they driving these people to that? They're doing it for money, for the sake money of money. Yeah. You make money. Tucker Carlson wants more money. Well, and a, if they're I mad a, about this, thing, they won't notice this. I heard a thing today, or not today, but this week, and I probably had heard it before, but I don't remember it, but it's from Tucker Carlson from years ago of him saying, I don't have to work. I've been rich my whole life. There's no reason for me to be working. Like, I don't need a job. But yet he is all about, you know, making as much money as possible from as many people as possible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just like feeling a little crazy and, and upset about all this stuff. And, and, and I guess to go back to what I was saying, like I did last night, it just was heartbreaking to think about Anthony Fauci. having. I mean, I'm sure he's fine. Like he's, he's dealt with shit for years and years and whatever, but to just to know, imagine knowing that there are people out there who feel the way these people feel about him, that he is the enemy of everything they hold dear and true. And, you know, and, well, and nothing could be farther from the truth. He's, you know, he's an interesting figure. To and he's 79, I think, or eight, like he's 80 <laughs> or 81. <laughs> but he's been the enemy. Number one of both sides within right. his career right? because he was like standing in the way of the AIDS crisis right. until he had his sort of mind changed about mm-hmm. it. So I don't know. It's just wild. He's had, <laughs> doesn't sound like a fun career, but I don't know. No. But at least he played for the owls <laughs> right. in between cleaning kitchen floors with them. Right. He was an owl. Maybe that's the owls they're talking about. Maybe the owls clean the kitchen floor is about Fauci being an agent for the Chinese. It's all there. It's all right in front of you. It's a code phrase. (laughs) The owls are cleaning the kitchen floor. (laughs) Launch the bombs. And we're going to spread that message via Duolingo. <laughs> they have to get to like level 14 or whatever, but. Hey, there's always cutouts. There's always people in between. Nobody wants to get caught for anything. Sure, so. sure. Um, I also had a weird, this is going to sound even more crazy, but I had a weird epiphany this week, not to steal from Jamie. <laughs> uh, um, wow. <laughs> And I don't know why. I don't know why. This is this is going to sound ridiculous, but I I don't know why this popped into my head, but I just had the thought one morning. Maybe it's because I was not sleeping because the chickens were making so much noise. But it just occurred to me sort of out of the blue like writing writing is not just something you can do. A writer is something you can be. And that is what I am and have always been. 
And I don't think I've ever thought about it like that before, you know, that this is who I am versus mm-hmm. this is a thing I do. Cause there's lots of things I do. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if that even makes well, sense. No, but. it makes complete sense. And then there's no, um, no one can take that away from you. Like whether you have a job in a writer's room or not, you, you are can't a take that away from so, like, me. You know what I'm saying? If it's, <laughs> if it's, if it's who you yeah, are. I didn't even think about it like that, but yeah, you're right. Like it is, it is a thing like, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not because I am getting a paycheck for this thing that I am this thing. And only when I'm getting a paycheck for it, is it what, what I am? It is, what I am all the time. And sometimes I am getting paid for it and sometimes I'm not, but this is, I guess I just, it it was like, and you know, this is probably one of the reasons as I was reading a, uh, somebody's book about writing and he was talking about how, well, two things. He was talking about how he has always approached the world. (laughs) This guy I don't know. I don't know this guy. Like, I guess he's been pretty successful in, in, in Hollywood, but I don't know uh, anything about him. Stephen King, but he, um, no, it wasn't Stephen King, but, <laughs> but I mean, yes, <laughs> but, but a lot of the stuff he was writing and I've only read, a, I've only read like the first two chapters of the book, but a lot of it, which is hilarious to me is all about his inability to, deal with women like it's all about like i can't talk to women i can't but i know how to but i know how to like create characters and that's where i'm comfortable and whatever i can control women with my (laughs) well he doesn't even say that but probably that's probably that's part of it but he but he does say like it's easier for me to make friends with people that i make up than it is to make friends with people in real life But I relate to that, you know, like I, I, I get that. I get that idea of like, it's not so much that it's easier to make friends, at least for me, which I don't, you know, it's not, I don't know how to make friends, but no, (laughs) but I just was thinking like, he was talking about his approach to life. And I was like, this is a thing that I've always been aware of where I have felt like I am observing rather than participating most Ah. of the time. Like I'm watching other people do things rather than being a part of what is being done, which isn't true, but But that's that's always how it feels. Yeah, you have a a joke about that even in your stand-up. I don't remember because I haven't done stand-up in 11 years now, but... uh, No, but about like being the guy at the party. Yeah, 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 right. Uh yeah, where you know, and and like it goes, it goes all the way back to childhood, where that's like how I have always perceived the world is that I am outside this, looking other, at what other almost. people are doing. Yes, and and so that is, um, and then there was there was something else, and I don't I don't remember what it was, but anyway, it just was it just was a weird moment to have that perception all of a sudden of like, oh, this is this is a thing that I am, you know, what um, did that epiphany do for you? Like, do you feel better, worse? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I feel. Yeah. Empowered? I can't <laughs> certainly not that, uh, more, more just like, <laughs> this is, this makes it not an epiphany, just a, just a fleeting thought, but it's more like, huh? Like, I guess I don't know why I never thought about it like that before. 
you know, that's part of what it is, is this has been true for so long, right? but, and, 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 you know, I have been making my living as a writer in Hollywood for 15 years, right? but I never thought about it like that. I never was like, I am a writer. This is the thing that I do, you know? Um, and maybe even part of it is like, maybe this is good is like, that's not a thing you can do Mm. or sorry, not, that's not a thing you can do. You can do that, but you can't be that, you know, but now I'm like, Oh, I can be that. That is Mm. a thing you can be. You almost need to be, um, given permission to be it or like knighted you are a writer or something right like when does it become true right. when when oh wait I... it was always true right 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 you know we're saying the same thing even if it was uh even if it was n- not something i was aware of it was or not not aware of in so many words it was always true in my relationship with the world you know <sighs> wow I don't know. I don't know. Can we cut all that out? No, absolutely not. Also, Aaron's not here. (laughs) You can edit it, right? Yeah. Um, Um, So anyway, that's my, that's my parting shot. That's cool. That's a good one. I guess. I should have gone first. Why? Because mine's going to be like, cheese is weird. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) have you ever listened to this show before? I love roasted vegetables. <laughs> oh, I l- l- let me just do that before you go into yours. I will say I ate very healthy this week and I was very proud of myself for it. Good. Like I made a conscious effort. I ate like oatmeal and chicken and broccoli and sweet potatoes. And that was it for the most part for the entire week. A lot of fruit. I love how people are always like, you can't eat too much fruit because it's got a lot of sugar in it. And I'm like, it's fucking fruit. It's fine. It's still better than Doritos yeah, like, or candy. Exactly. Uh, so I did not feel bad about eating a bunch of cherries and blueberries, you know. Um, That's great. And, and I feel like that definitely has, I don't know, we'll see. It bodes well for the future that this was something that I was comfortable with. You know? Well, and it probably made you just feel better, like mentally. No. Nah. No, you ate a freaking blueberry and then you're like, I am a writer. So <laughs> I am a blueberry. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you might be right. That could be why that I actually ate a healthy diet for an entire week and that led to all this like you can change in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Look, people need help. There are no enemies. Mm-hmm. I am not a blueberry. I am a writer. <laughs> Uh, all right. I just wanted to get into that because we talked about roasted vegetables. Go ahead. Parting shot. So I had um, a memory pop up this week from sixth grade, maybe even fifth grade. Let's just go with sixth grade that I hadn't thought about in so long. So um, while we were eating dinner, Jeff put on a mix called like 90s jams. <laughs> And um, and he's like, oh, this next one's a banger. And it was. So you um, put on 90s jams and 90s lingo. <laughs> right, yes. And it was um, 
Walking in the Middle of the Night by Billy Joel. I don't know if that's the title. The one that I goes, go walking in my dream. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like went, oh my God, Jeff, did I ever tell you this story? And he's like, no, what? I was like, I have such a deep relationship with this song. So I know you're you're looking up the song right now and not listening to me, and that's okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so no, I'm just trying to figure out what the song is, and I can't. But um, so in sixth grade, there was a talent show, and I inexplicably, as like a young <laughs> girl, twelve, <laughs> younger, I started kindergarten when I was four, eleven. Um, that's why, obs- that's why I'm not sure if Fauci is 79 or 80 right, or 81. Right, right, right. Because you don't know what the cutoff is he- for kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was obsessed with the song. So the talent show came up and I was like, I'm going to do an interpretive dance to this 90s Billy Joel song. You know, like peak Billy Joel, the 90s. I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I... I would say I have seen in concert Billy Joel more than any other artist. Like I've been to, I'm not, I haven't been to a million concerts, but I've been to concerts in my day. And I would say out of everybody I've ever seen more than once, Billy Joel is the one I've seen more than once, more than once, the most, the most. Um, I am a writer. But but he lost me at at a certain point in the nineties. Like once he got into that Christy Brinkley shit, Uptown Girl, all that, I was like, nope. Sorry, pal, not with well, you anymore. That's when I was like, yeah, sign me up. That was garbage. <laughs> that's when I locked in. Mm-hmm. In my defense, I was 11. In the but, middle of the night, I go walking in my dreams. Yeah, I go walking in my sleep. Okay, well, you say dreams, I say sleep. You say sleep, I say dreams. You say sleep, I say dreams, dreams, sleep, dreams, sleep. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and, and because I was 11 years old and... um. Maybe didn't have the greatest grasp of metaphors. I made two friends do this dance with me. We all wore pajamas. <laughs> and then I put like zombie makeup on them. Like we were asleep, like mm-hmm. white faces with like dark under eyes. Nice. And we did this like serious interpretive dance to Billy Joel song. It's that's insane. That's an insane thing to do because every all the other girls doing a dance in this talent show were doing like cute hip hop dances to like pop Don't songs. Go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, exactly. And like wearing cute outfits. And mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it, when I heard that song, it like hit me like a freight train where rape me <laughs> somebody else doing where interpretive. It's like, oh I, you're being too literal with that interpretive dance oh god <laughs> um but but it feels very me like it's just like wow that is so insane <laughs> that, that is so me yeah <laughs> yeah because anybody doing other interpretive dance like what you're saying is those people were doing artists that were 90s artists right billy joel was a 70s artist who was (laughs) still putting out music (laughs) in the 90s (laughs) and it was not his good music like his good music was in the past at that point 52nd street is an incredible album right 
I mean, case in point, when Jeff said the next one is a banger, he was joking. It was right. a joke. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, 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 you know, the good thing about that is like you were at a point in your life where you did not care what other people thought mm-hmm. enough uh, to give to I would shits. like to get that back a little bit. Me too, man. I feel like sixth grade was the greatest year of my life. Mm-hmm. It was the last time. That I was like self-aware. Yeah, I was like, I don't. I, I'm living out loud. This is what I am. This is. And this is what I, I am. Like, a writer. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you get into junior high, and you're like, so what do you guys think is cool? Me too. Me too. It was uh, over. It was all yeah. fucking over, and it's been over ever since then. You know. Yeah. That was a seminal year, and I don't mean well, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I think I think that is what it is. It's like you're at that point in your life where you are not at all self-aware. Right. I and... heard the song and I pictured a dance and I was like, I'm going to choreograph it. I'm going to make my friends do it. I didn't at all be like, is this going to be weird? Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's let's effing do it. And it was weird. Like it's weird. <laughs> in retrospect, yes. At the time, but I also no. kind of am in love with that girl. For being so weird. Of course. And also nobody, I bet nobody at your school was like sitting in the audience going, this is weird. No, it was just more like, like it, if anything, it, I kind of like your, I am a writer thing of like, Mm -hmm. oh, I always saw things a little bit differently. And that is a positive, like that's my strength. And I'm trying to like get a better grasp of that in my life right now i think yeah instead of what it's been ever since then and like shaming it is this going to be weird Mm -hmm. uh we that that's just right i i told the story a million times or not mm -hmm. a million times but i've definitely told the story but um for my friend's 30th birthday we went to prices right on mushrooms Mm -hmm. we told the story but anyway the, the the thing that stands out from that is at one point I went to the snack bar with my friend Lampy and I wanted to get those peach ring candies. Like the like they're like rings that have like sour, they're like sour and have oh, like okay. sugar on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um and instead of just buying them, I picked them up and looked at Lampy and I was like, would this be weird? Mm-hmm. And it's like become a joke between us now and it's like an inside joke and i always like will include peach rings in her, like a gift i give her or something right. like that but it's like in hindsight like just buy the stupid peach rings like why right. you have to check with anyone what is wrong with you yeah it feels like that's like a good you know autobiography title like is this going to be weird <laughs> right. will, will this be weird or something like and that probably yes and who cares okay go with right. it Right. If only, if only we could have embraced that sooner mm-hmm. or at all ever. Right. I mean, now here's my question. Mm-hmm. When you had that realization of like, oh, I've always seen things a little differently. Mm-hmm. Had you just eaten a blueberry by any chance? <laughs> no, I think it, it would have hit me faster, harder, better if I had had just had a blueberry okay well next time 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do no, that. And no, we'll... it's not. It's not a good place to take a break. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment with more Joe and <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> uh, folks, this has been The Long Shot. Amber is Amber Kenny. You can find her on Twitter at what? Amber, Amber underscore, underscore Kenny. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know, is it a coincidence or did they know ahead of time when your parents made your middle name underscore that that would be your Twitter <laughs> handle? I'm on Twitter at Sean Conroy. Please find me there. I'm a writer. Hell yeah, you are. I'll say that. And Amber has always seen things a little bit differently. <laughs> La- La- Cardboard laptop. Case of point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on The Long Shot. Bye. Bye. 